0: Hello, and welcome to 10 Very Big Books, a Malazan read-through podcast. My name is Peter Bond. I have read every book in the main series, and with me today are my friends reading the series for the first time. It's my friend and closest confidant, India Jones. How are you?
1: I'm so tired. Good morning. Good
0: morning. It's the AM in the United States of America uh, uh, and just south of India Jones in the little city of brotherly love, Anthony Faleri. AJ, how are you doing? fully doxing me
2: hello it's me <laughs> yeah. here in philadelphia pennsylvania i,
0: I fully uh, doxed you
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um
0: aj you edit the show you can you can bleep that out if you want so
2: <laughs> let me just edit out the entire the entire yeah.
0: bit i actually had a thought maybe we should just dox people what do you think you know fun, flirty, cadoxing. I like it. All right, it. okay, I, we won't do it then, okay, everyone? <laughs> Fine, all right, Josh, welcome back to the show. It's been so long since I've talked to you. Um, How are you doing? Delightful new nickname today? The Dream Snaker, there, are you satisfied? Oh, the classic. Are you happy yeah. now? <laughs> the classic, the classic. <laughs> We have a lot to get to today. It's the beginning of the end of this book here. We just started part four. Um, So we are tolling the hounds. um, And uh, so before we get into it, though, I just like the just a quick just a quick check in. How are my three friends doing? I'm good.
1: The end is not approaching fast enough. Um, Of
2: life or this book? Of life. Wow.
1: Of life and this
2: book. Okay, okay. I got bad news, India. We have two more after this. Um, (laughs) And people like
0: this one, India. But when you think about it, we used to have even more books left to read.
3: That's true.
0: Um, That's true. I forgot you you took that philosophy class in undergrad. Yeah, you know, (laughs) you saw I bought a lava lamp. I really got in touch with kind of the deep works of life.
1: Mm. Um, Glass half full.
2: How, How are you, Pete? How am I? yeah
0: um incredible <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> no no right. follow-up questions <laughs> uh, doing great what kind of bagel did you have this morning i had an everything bagel um
2: mm. Is this like, was this like a bakery bagel or is this just like a Thomas's bagel?
0: This is a Thomas level bagel. Not that many
2: fresh
3: bagels
0: by me, but let's, let's go around the horn. Everyone give us your,
3: your go-to order involving a breakfast. Um, I'm easy. Wait. A nice.
1: Wait. I just first want to say only New York has good bagels.
3: Okay. How do you get it uh, out there? How would you get that? All right, I'll go first. When I'm in New York and I'm allowed <laughs> to eat a bagel because it's it, it hits the standard of excellence, I'll go with a nice egg bagel with some Taylor ham, egg, and cheese. It's my go-to.
0: I don't know how much they're doing Taylor ham in New York, Josh. Uh, yeah, they're, they're fucking- not.
2: All right, yeah, they're well,
1: doing it in Jersey though. They're doing yeah, it, in Jersey. and Jersey
0: bagels are fine. All right, and
3: yeah, Jersey they're, they're,
2: bagels are North Jersey. Ba- North Jersey has good bagels. New York has good bagels, and okay. Philadelphia has one good bagel shop.
0: Um, yeah, shout out. I know exactly the shop you're talking about.
2: Um, no, you don't. You've never been to it.
0: You don't know <laughs> that. Fuck you.
2: I do know that. You've never been to it. it. It opened last year.
0: Okay, well, let's talk about this off mic, because I believe Philly has some other good bagel stores. So You're
2: wrong. I'm sorry. I've been to the one that you think is the best one, and it's fine.
0: <laughs> it is uh-huh. fine. I think there are other good bagel stores. Uh, anyway, okay. guys, for once, I ha- for once, I have to step in and say this is
3: unlistenable, so it's, it's pretty rough then.
2: Look, if you're in Philadelphia, go to Korshak Bagels. They're really, really good. Anyway, I get a bacon, egg, and cheese usually. Like
0: Rorschach?
2: No, like Korshak.
0: I'm just like, what it is, is it's not that I have some deep love for Philly bagels. I ju- obviously, I just resent the New York bagel take, you know? It's like...
2: Yeah, for sure. I
1: do a, agree. It, it's yeah. Like, yeah, I can understand when you're not fucking from there. Of course you resent it. You guys oh are good at nothing. Like, no, Philly is right, well, good for a, you nothing. Know what? New York has everything.
3: That's fine. As a Marylander, none of you are allowed to eat crabs anymore. There we go. Wow. That's <laughs> the, that's, the, that's the food I get to say you can't have.
0: Oh, Josh, Josh is a Marylander now.
2: Yeah.
3: Well, as a native Delawarean, there's fucking nothing I can tell you to not do other than pay sales tax, I guess.
2: India, next That's time you come to Philly, best. we'll go get bagels.
1: All
0: right. Let's, uh, let's
3: get no, into No,
1: th- what the fuck? I didn't get to talk about my bagel. Uh, I'm
0: very sorry. I just felt like we, I, we got to, I didn't even talk. Okay. Inch. Yes, please.
1: Okay. Mine is, um, egg whites with peppers and onions, mm. provolone cheese and double bacon. Mm. On a mm. whole eat everything.
3: That's a Hell yeah, whole wheat everything. Just, you just knew it. That's a good pull. AJ, your favorite bagel sandwich?
2: I already said it, baby. It's bacon. I just get a bacon, egg and cheese with Swiss. Oh, oh, Swiss. On what
1: type of bagel?
2: Uh, it depends. Sometimes, like typically, I guess everything bagel, but there are some places that don't have good everything bagels. So I'll get like a cinnamon raisin. I bet there That's are. true.
1: I bet there are. Uh,
2: because I love a uh, bacon, egg. and I love the sweet and salty. So I love getting a bacon, egg and cheese on a cinnamon raisin. Okay great
0: you know i really feel like before i would i was so anti having small chalk chalk at the start of the show and then uh, today i was like we got so much stuff to get to we should get right into it but then i you know i just left an inch open and josh just bursts in with another cocktail chatter question (laughs) that's
3: my specialty
2: Um, well pb what's your what's your sandwich
0: um i don't know to be honest i'm not a huge bagel sandwich head um clearly they're okay i i don't hate them how could I, you be I, oh my god i eat them all the time um it's just like uh, i don't know i think i think there are better ways to have bagels my official opinion so that okay, is true well, what is it then what yeah, it doesn't is the have way? to be a sandwich are they what just are slopped using- with
3: the cream cheese
0: well that's what i mean like let's Let's explore just like a good bagel with some good cream cheese. This is like don't overcomplicate it. My official opinion. I feel that. Um, I don't need all the fixins. You know.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Just plain
0: plain oh, well, not plain. A, please, not a plain bagel. There's so many great types of bagels though. Listen, literally one of my favorite foods. We can't just we we, we maybe a salt bagel. Um, I'm a big fan oh, of a salt
3: bagel. Salt no one bagel, no
0: ever. Is- No one ever orders a salt bagel.
3: A salt bagel bagel
2: with cream cheese, I think, is like the perfect combo. I think a salt bagel with anything else is too much, but I think a salt bagel with cream cheese is like...
1: I'm out um, of here. You guys are horrible. I
3: like a French toast bagel every now and again oh Me no too. way josh no Love way. a french toast
1: bagel love a french toast bagel thank you
3: india with like a nice sweet schmear just or actually yeah absolutely Ugh. all right absolutely. we are now <laughs>
1: cinnamon walnut apple one yes
3: india stand in that truth
2: this is going to be really uh isolating content for people who don't even realize that there's like a bagel beef like people who have just grown up with thomas bagels and and have that have been the norm but-
3: hey but you know what <laughs> that's this is
1: embarrassing isn't, this exactly that's how I grew this, up.
2: this will be an eye-opening
3: episode for them because they'll understand that they need to get the fuck up right now and go find a good bagel
0: yeah that's why they tuned into the 10 very big books broadcast is <laughs> to be bullied about their bagel taste <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: also um, something about calling the podcast a broadcast is really scratching an itch for me
0: <laughs> um yeah i'm sure radio major
2: so <laughs> Radio major <laughs>
1: We're right. just a couple of bagel broads. Just a
2: couple uh. of bagel broads hanging out talking about the bagels. The BB and TVBB stands for bagel broads.
0: All in, baby. Um, <laughs> all right.
2: Uh, it's been ten minutes. We have to move on. <laughs> uh.
0: <laughs> Legit, legitimately, I was like, we were on the clock. We gotta go. All right, let's start. Actually, yeah, let's, let's start do it. it. Chapter nineteen. Morilio's body is brought through the Tuox gate, into the city. Cutter reflects on if he truly loves Chalice, and he goes to meet her. She tells him that Gorlas knows about the affair, and Crocus thinks she is excited by the idea. Chalice won't run away. She wants him to kill Gorlas. Vanaz heads into the mine to find Harlow. Inside, Harlow talks with Benisk. Benisk speaks about how someone came to fight for him and how he was killed. The two start crawling through the tunnels together to get to Darugistan. They rappel down a rope and then spot Vanaz at the top, following them. At Kroll's Bar, Fisher says the contract on the Malazance is over. Picker lays in a coma, and Blend and Ancy speak of weapons. Scalara sets off with Ancy and Blend to see Barathol. Baruch visits the Temple of Shadow, where Mogara almost cures him, and he hears from Shadow Throne. Lady Envy plans to go find Lady Spite, so she tells Chower to remain by himself. Mies finds Murillo's body and is struck by grief, and Cutter is the next one to arrive. He hears about what happened and goes to find Gorlas. and nam goes with the children and drops them off to Stoney. He confronts her about the consequences of her actions. Shardin Lim goes to Chalice. She is surprised to see him. They speak about her husband and Crocus. Shardin forces himself on her. Harlow falls to the ground and survives, but Banisk is badly wounded. Harlow holds his friend and Banisk slowly dies. Krupp shows a tableau of the city, including Crocus walking towards the mines alone. So, India. This these two chapter well, these three chapters, and it continues, you know, the kind of Krupp is narrating the book. The pedal really hits the floor with it, and and I would say. And it really comes to the forefront. And Inge, I would just, like, how is that stylistic decision vibing with you? And, like, what did you think about so much, like, such overt storybook storytelling narration?
1: Well, I don't know. I don't really, like, it doesn't bother me per se. I I think it's fine. I have no real preference about it. It's different. but And I also don't really, like, love Krupp, but... The audio book is kind of annoying to listen to that voice. But um I like it's not bad. It's not bad. I really don't have a preference. Um it's fine. It's fine.
0: It's fine. AJ, what did you think about this kind of stylistic change? We you had remarked on it earlier in the season.
1: Yeah, uh no,
2: I loved it. Um I I think this is a really interesting device to use Krupp's voice as like the the omnipotent or um, yeah, omnipotent narrator, omniscient narrator, whatever. Um, but I think in this, in chapter 19 specifically, it really, really illustrates the point that, like, Krupp is telling a story because, like, we start the chapter with the soul knows no greater anguish than to take a breath that begins in love and ends with grief, and then we end the chapter with, like, almost that exact same line. It's like, oh, Krupp is, is telling a story here. But I don't know, I I, I I liked it. And and we also, like, in the beginning here, you know, it lasts for a couple of, like, paragraph breaks, which usually they only go for, like, one, you know, one chunk of the, of the section. Uh, but we're now really, like, crossing crossing the paragraph breaks and stuff. And, uh, you know, there's lines like, ah, but the round man digresses or he's like, you know, reeling himself back into telling the story or whatever. I just, I, it, I loved it. I thought it was great. I was having a great time with it.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely, I mean, it's been there since the beginning of the book, but I think it builds and definitely in this last section, it is, is very pronounced. And as you're touching on the chapter kind of begins and ends with the same motif. And it's very clear that Krupp is telling the story. In a very literal sense. There's a lot of attention being drawn to the storyteller in that sense. Mm-hmm. But to touch on this actual theme of this, there's no greater thing,
2: badness. No to, greater to anguish th- than to take a breath that begins in love and ends with grief. It's a really fucking good line. It's a really good
1: it line. It is, it is, I feel that, I feel that.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's a very, uh, yeah, same. It's like you're, it's a very articulating, a bad, very bad feeling, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's definitely kind of the motif throughout this chapter and the same way as we kind of start with Morellio's body as it's kind of, you know, kind of traces through the city. Josh, how did this... Did did you feel this kind of theme of grief in this chapter as we kind of traced Morellio through? I mean, he dies in the last one, but I, this chapter is definitely more about kind of mourning him, so to speak. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I thought this was a pretty... I guess I was sadder in the
3: moment when he first died, but this kind of cemented like how much like how much there's so many deaths in this story that don't that there's not enough time for us to see the grief. And so I really I thought this one was really was even more sad because of how much we were how long we were able to like see its effects on everybody, even more so in some ways than like when we lost the the bridge burners earlier this book,
0: because
3: mm. these are these are book one characters that we've known
0: for like three years now <laughs> that are sad. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I mean, this is kind of the OG crew in a sense. Mm-hmm. Mm. We can touch on that a bit more of a sec, but speaking about characters we've been following a long time, we, we, we pick up with Cutter, who um, goes to see Chalice, and they kind of have this interaction, you know, oh, Gorlis knows about what, what's going on, and... Um, They kind of talk about what might happen in in India. What did you make of this scene? I mean, obviously we know kind of how this follows up, but, um, how do you think cutter really feels about chalice and, and like what, how, what's your read on what chalice really wants out of cutter here? You know,
1: I don't fully know what cutter, I don't think he like. I don't think he loves her. He used to be such a hopeless romantic. I don't really know what happened. um, now I think that he maybe is just like feeling a little what uh, nostalgic. Maybe it makes I don't know. So do I think he loves her? No. Do I think that he enjoys? Maybe it's like a distra- I don't know. Distracting. I don't know because he also says like it doesn't feel. I don't know what the fucking boy is feeling. But I think more interesting because I don't really like Cutter. And I don't really care how he feels. Okay. Um, uh,
0: wh- more interesting.
1: Chalice, she is so crazy. I think that she's literally like, she just, I don't think she gives a single fuck about him. I think that she is just like a fucking bird in a cage, looking for entertainment, trying to feel something, mm. which like kind of is even more like shown when he's like, she's like, hey, he knows and he's going to, he wants to to kill us. And Cutter's like, well, let's, let's leave. She's like, no, you kill him. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just like she, I don't even know. Like, she's just pure chaos. Like, she is cha- pure chaotic energy.
3: <laughs> You're saying Chalice has been corrupted by the crippled god, India?
0: It's a, oh, wow. a bold <laughs> take. It's a bold take. India, you say you think she, like, doesn't care about him at all. Yeah. AJ, Josh, I wonder what you think about that. Oh, I, uh, I'm with India. I. She, the moment Gorlis
3: dies, she goes, wait. Hmm. breaks up with breaks up with cutter 100%
2: within like a week.
3: They're both just in their hoe phase, dude They got to figure it out.
2: Yeah, I don't think it's intentionally like manipulative or anything, but like uh, She has one line in in this first section. I want my life as it is cutter only without him I want you instead of him. That's how I want it but like that's just not possible because she is where she yeah. is because of Gorless. and if he's gone then she can't just like replace him with some random dude
3: yeah, she is. Like, she is a full blown child of privilege, and does mm-hmm. not. She just doesn't know what she wants because she's yeah. never wanted. Damn.
0: you you don't
1: think but she's you
0: don't think she's ever wanted? I, if she's
3: never wanted and then not been given, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, I I don't know about that though. She is like a princess in a tower, kind of. In some ways, like she can't really like. I don't know. What does she have going on? I'm sure she wants a lot of things, but, but then again. I'm so-
3: that's what I'm saying. She she wants what she doesn't have, but then when she gets what she doesn't have, now she has it, and now she no longer wants it. You know what I mean? Like she's just always chasing what she doesn't have. I don't think she has a clear idea yeah. of what the goal is.
0: But 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 I Correct. think I think what's difficult, and this is what's so I mean cruel about this scenario and, and people trapped like this, it, is because it's getting at what AJ the quote AJ read, where it's like she wants to not feel the pain of this like not be hurt by the system but she's unwilling to like she can't imagine a different path out of it she can't imagine breaking free of the scenario she's in you know yeah right yeah Yeah. if
2: she wanted to be with with cutter the line wouldn't be i want my life as it is but with you exactly because that just doesn't exist like that that thing does not exist
0: exactly Mm -hmm. it's like no it's there you you need to think of a a new thing it's like it's like you you need to be able to imagine that path but (sighs) interesting obviously we can talk a little bit more about this in chapter 21 so i did want to move on to talking about uh the whole sequence which kind of goes throughout the whole chapter we should talk about it now about uh harlow and kind of what's (sighs) going on with him and banisk uh aj you gave me a sigh (laughs) kind of a sigh worthy section
2: yeah i mean i i don't know what to say about it man it's a it's a sigh worthy section like they're they're traveling through this fucking mine shaft and trying to get out and banisk has these you know uh flowery visions of what the what the real city is like and harlow has been in the city but you know he also loves his friend and it's like, yeah, it's definitely like that. Let's go. And then fucking, yeah, I mean, we know how it ends up. It's, it's just, it's really, really sad. Uh, I, I, I don't really know what else to say about it. It's really fucking sad. It is. I mean, there's, there's some, there's some beautiful, uh, there's some beautiful uh, lines in here, but I haven't highlighted any of them. So I will have to uh, flip and find, find one. But uh, Josh, what did you think? I just, there's
3: so many mean children. Yeah. in these bo- in, this bo- in this book specifically and it really gets me down because like you want to hate mean children it's very easy to hate them but then if you think about it for like more than a second and you think about what led them to that situation it's hard to hate them you know you want to give sympathy but then that little boy later like tries to choke Harlow to death and then you're back to hating him so it's a very I feel very conflicted about mm-hmm. whatever the Venez.
2: yeah
1: I think it's because you're a teacher. I feel no conflict. I want to fuck that little kid up.
3: <laughs> okay.
1: I hate that child. I literally all of that. Oh, you're so right about that. Like these kids are, are vicious. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is so sad. What hat, like how it is sad mm-hmm. when he dies.
2: This, this whole book, like one of the themes throughout this whole book is that like, I mean, I guess this whole series really is about like the victims of the system, you know, um, mm-hmm. And there was this question raised last book or the book before, like, who are the fallen, you know, and stuff like in this book of the fallen. And I think some of the fallen are these people who are who are, you know, victims to this system. And it's just it's just hard. You know, I, I obviously we feel bad for Harlow and Banisk, but then there's, all you know, Venaz and I'm not really sure exactly what Snell's deal is, but Venaz is also like a victim
3: nah. of this
1: system. No,
2: Snell's bad.
3: We can we can just <laughs> we can we can accept that Snell's a bad <laughs> I don't know. I think
1: they're like sociopath level. Like they're like. Yes. Yeah. Like psychopaths.
2: Snell's different than the other ones. (laughs) (laughs) But even like, like Snell's like parents, like they, they also, you know, suffered in a way because of, uh, because of the way that their society is. I don't know. It's just a lot. It's just a lot about systems. And it's just, uh, uh, this Vanessa stuff I think is complicated, but, uh, Mm -hmm. Uh, at the end of the section when uh, harlow's like we made it the city's like really beautiful uh and then just starts <laughs> starts talking about um the the what a beautiful mother and a strong father so happy to see you it, it, it's just it's just so sad it's just I want so a sad.
1: strong mother and a beautiful father
2: <laughs> yeah give me a strong mom where the strong mom's at preach <laughs> <laughs> um pete what'd you think harlow's a good guy <laughs>
0: No, I mean, uh, to touch on what you're saying, I think um, Venaz is um, a part of a long line of characters in the series who I think you are kind of challenged to try and sympathize with. And um, I think obviously that bridge is easier to cross with some people than others. And especially when it comes to people who are like air quotes villainous. You know, you, you, they definitely the books have more like sympathetic villains, you know? And then mm. I do think there are people in it who, like, you know, are given very little redeeming qualities. You know, it's just like, oh, yeah, like, like, there's very, like, oh, but Snell's like, he was good that one time, you know? <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, he was, I mean, he's a kid. I think that's the context in which you have to kind of talk about that type of cruelty. But, um, it's still, I think, hard to cross that bridge sometimes. But, um, mm. you know, what would a what would a Kovian do? You know, he'd accept. Wwid. Wwid. So let's let's uh let's follow Murillo's corpse and um. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We we kind of we kind of see various people grieving it at the Phoenix Inn. Cutter and Ralak Nam show up eventually. Cutter like is like goes out on a plan, and we'll talk more about that later. I actually, I feel like some of this I want to just leave until next time. But I did want to touch on the Escarl Pust scene, Josh. Ha- we have really not talked about Escarl Pust this much this book, but he is around and has been at this Temple of Shadow. Well, let me just ask you this: Have you enjoyed him in this book? I've enjoyed that I get like just like a,
3: a you know, I enjoy Escarl Pust like I enjoy Fireball Whiskey, um, just like a quick <laughs> swoop. And then, that's it. No more. You know what I mean? Like, he just kind of shows up, he does his things for eight lines of the book, and then he's gone. And that's beautiful to me. Any more than eight lines, and I'll vomit. Just like with Fireball.
0: There you go. Easy to understand analogy. Yes. All things in moderation, Peter. Alright, let me just, uh, touch on this scene where nom comes to Stony Manacus, and, um... He kind of confronts her, I would say. India, what did you make of this scene?
1: Yeah, she, I mean, okay. I hate these parts because it's like, I want to be kind of like brutal and be like, it's time to stop like acting like everything is horrible and nothing matters. Mm. And start being a little more, you know, I don't know. Like I empathize with Stoney, obviously but this is a book and it didn't really happen. So take what I say. This is not how I would, this is not how I would treat a real human in this situation.
0: But it's a but book. You, you,
1: but it's so, because it's a book. So it's time to fucking, I mean, but also, you know what? In fairness, actually, I take it back. Okay. Stony has been making a lot of moves. She like runs a whole ass school. Like if her lack of like, sincerity is that much of a, like, is, is that big of a deal? I mean, she's still getting her shit done. So really do I agree? No, but also like, all right, Sony, come on. Like, just, just get your groove back. You know, she, because it's not to say that she's not like doing things. She still, her mm-hmm. she very much has her life kind of together. I would even say, it's just the emotional part is a little, a little, a little rough
2: stony needs a therapist is what you're saying
1: yeah yeah
2: (laughs) yeah i mean yeah i i i india honestly i agree with a a, a lot of what you're saying and i think it's important to like acknowledge that like it's been you know five years since the events of memories of ice and like i don't know it feels it, it when when we're in these stony sections it feels like it was something that happened you know Uh, one year you know a couple months ago like i just feel like she's still feeling all of these things very intensely and like in the the earlier chapters when gruntle is talking about harlow and stuff all of these things are are you know obviously she doesn't want to think about these times but it's just like you know just talk to somebody you know open up a bit you know let Mm. let yourself let yourself feel in, in the intense pits of despair but have a friend there to hold you you know and then and then maybe we can move on here but it feels like we've been stuck in in the shadow of these events for the last five years and obviously that you know these things loom large in a person's life but uh you know they don't need to be a thing that that a person allows to to ruin ruin their life forever you know i don't know maybe that's harsh but hey it's a book (laughs) pete's Pete's making a face pete's making Uh, a face i know i know
1: Uh, it's a book i don't know
2: aj i don't know
1: (laughs) i agree with aj too honestly
2: what what's what do you what do you what, what's your what's your what's your, your your beef with me? I'm with AJ. I mean Yeah, get fucked.
0: I mean I hear what you're saying. It's just like it's just like not how people be sometimes, you know? So I don't I don't know what to tell you and I think some things take time and I agree. I think if Stony was like talking and like doing a lot of journaling and thinking of, you know, I don't know, and doing whatever stuff. Sure, yeah, maybe. That could have an effect, um, but I just, uh, I don't know. I guess I feel weird being like, oh, hurry up already, which may. Well, that's not what I was Which is saying. maybe an uncharitable way to describe, but that, that's kind of what I was hearing or, or just like feeling like not giving her room for that. But I do hear what you're saying. It is like it is uh, obviously it's always painful to see someone kind of consumed um, by something like this, but I think being consumed by trauma or being consumed by like kind of terrible experiences is a thing. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I don't know. I just, uh. I guess i'm not into bullying Stony like you are
2: <laughs> okay i think i think this is another example of somebody who is kind of a victim to kind of the 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 system and the, and the place they grow up because like obviously we haven't seen a lot of characters in these books be like here's how i'm feeling and i would let you know like that's not a thing that happens because that's just not the these these cultures of these societies or whatever so you know i'm not saying that she's like wrong for for feeling the way she feels i'm just you know i wish she has support you know she has people around her and if she was just able to acknowledge that um i think you know i would i don't know i i I just i think it would be good to acknowledge that stuff for her uh i I just want stony to be happy i guess is what i'm saying so i'm sorry that i don't want her to keep being sad forever like you
0: well i agree i think she would (laughs) Bingo. um (laughs) i I agree i think there is support and i think there is love around her and i think she is kind of closed off from that but um Mm -hmm. i do think that's what being depressed can do sometimes so
2: yeah absolutely absolutely
0: i like how all of our points have to end with jabs at each other
1: (laughs) 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 um so
0: (laughs) so all right uh there we go Anyway, i like
2: that she's gonna go i like i like that she wants to go off and save harlow uh (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I like I like those feelings, but I'm sad that Bellum's like, no. <laughs> See ya.
0: Next, Josh, <sighs> Sharn and Lim and Chalice meet. And it's uh bad. I, I don't think <laughs> they meet yet. Right
3: now, he's just thinking about it, right? They don't meet till... Uh, they don't meet
0: till the next chapter? Yeah. You're right, you're right. Yep, we can talk yep. about it then. So I think the only thing that left really happens is... There is the picker stuff, but mostly it's kind of putting an end to the Murillo thing. Um, so let's all pour the one out. Picker
1: stuff and the Morillo thing.
0: Let's all <laughs> let's all pour one out for Morillo, and then we'll move on. Yeah. Yeah, you were a real one, Murillo. That's all I got. Yeah, shut
3: out. Was he
1: an assassin?
3: No, no, he was a, he was a nobleman who uh, fucked a lot of people's wives and was pretty good at dueling. His yes, hit, his, yes.
2: I thought you
0: were going to say he was pretty good at fucking. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean both are true. His whole thing was I love banging people and like, you yeah. know. Yeah,
3: you know? Got I banged banged in the so- end, you know. I love when someone just commits to their brand.
0: You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what I mean. I, you got to respect he just stood in his truth. My thing, exactly. I love sleeping with your wife. That's my. Thing. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Is that a wife? I'm fucking
0: it. <laughs> Is that a wife? <laughs> All right. Uh Let's uh, take a moment and thank everyone who supports us on Patreon.
2: Oh, wait, sorry. I, uh, Krupp has a really great line here uh, in this section where they're all in, in Curl's bar. Survivors do not mourn together. They each mourn alone, even when in the same place. Grief is the most solitary of all feelings. Grief isolates, and every ritual, every gesture, every embrace is a hopeless effort to break through that isolation. None of it works. The forms crumble and dissolve. To face death is to stand alone jesus christ steve holy shit yeah that was rough anyway let's thank the people on patreon (laughs) i'm glad you read
0: the quote it's a great quote um
2: it's so good dude
0: i feel so torn because like we intro the patreon thing and then you read the read this great grief quote and it's like
2: i mean we don't have to uh, intro the patreon thing but i can cut that bit out
0: no i mean it's just a great quote i mean i think this section uh has a lot of great writing on grief. There's a lot of writing Mm. on grief in the book in total. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, Steve can turn a phrase, well established, you know. Um, It's certainly very sad, and it can be very isolating when you are very sad. So uh, I I have nothing else to say besides, unfortunately, I
2: relate to the quote. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it's an unfortunately relatable quote. (laughs) And now let's thank our Patreon. Nice <laughs> and inch, let's perfect. F- let's move on to thanking our patrons. Um
1: You know what though? I'll tell you one thing. All feelings are temporary, but death is forever.
2: That is yeah. that is true. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you, India. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Yeah.
0: Death 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 is forever.
2: Have uh in, <laughs> India, while 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 you're taking us on these uh I can't think of a word. India, do you want to read the Patreon? <laughs> Yeah,
1: I'd love to. I love to. A wonderful thank you to our lovely, beautiful, strong Patreon members. Strong. Matthew, Corey, Nicholas, PL, and Jean. Or John. Or Jean. Or Jean
0: yes aj strong all of our patreon members are strong as a fucking ox and they can lift 100 pounds no problem with one foot hell yeah baby shout out
1: strong and beautiful
0: Strong and beautiful and smart. If you want these attributes, you should sign yeah. up for the Patreon.
2: There you go. For just one dollar, you get access to all of our bonus episodes. Uh, I recently just released the Star Trek bonus. Uh, in, the, in the pipeline is an episode with me, Pete, and Josh talking about tabletop RPGs and the role of actual play and stuff in that space. Uh, uh, and AJ, I, a good I, combo.
0: I appreciate you uh, plugging stuff they can actually find on the Patreon, but have you thought about kind of false advertising? Advertising strength and beauty that they might get if they subscribe. To oh, okay the Yeah, chat. also
2: uh, if you subscribe at the five or ten dollar tier, you'll you'll get a, a hundred dollars in the mail every day Wow, and
1: exclusive access to my only fans wow. <laughs> um, that's, wow. st-
2: that's what the people want
1: any um, higher than
2: that and
3: your dong will be whatever size you want it to be I like that one or your
1: clitoris Or you
2: cl- say what about for the dong? <laughs> What a really long clitoris. That's, that's my anyway. thing. My, my clitoris. Okay, let's move on.
1: Thank you.
0: Thank you for not finishing that thought. All right.
2: Hey, let's move on to the next chapter, shall chapter we?
0: Chapter 20. Here we go. Christ.
2: <laughs> chapter 20.
0: Ketavis' death is affecting the group. The others want more out of Namander. He buries her out of a human tradition he knows. They get closer to Black Coral and they all recognize that Klep has changed, that he is different than who he once was. Nananda and Skintik both think that Namander is a true leader. More pilgrims are coming to the camp and all are offered Kellogg. Monkrat watches and wonders if they will all die soon by dragon fire. He goes back towards the Black Coral and bumps into Spindle, and they speak about what is going on. Then they go to Black Coral together. The High Priestess reflect on Anamanda Rake and Mother Dark, thinking on the necessity of betrayal. A priestess asks if they are in trouble, and she says greater than any other time. The Redeemer and Seer Domen speak about the differences between the crippled god and the dying god. Kalor nears Darujistan, he thinks about what demands he will make of the crippled god. Samar Dev, Karsa, and Traveler pass several standing stones. Samar Dev will not ride havoc. Karsa thinks about the future and what it would mean to lead people after civilization has ended. Ditch watches Draconis and Kataspala argue about whether or not a godling should be born within Dragnapur. Draconis feels it's too dangerous, and that the chaos must be kept at bay. Kataspala thinks they cannot keep the chaos out, and it should be embraced. Draconis leaves, and Kataspala tells Ditch, the word is kill. Master Quell declares that the Trigol trade Guild must go somewhere new to repair the wagon. Everyone else is slowly converging on the city of Blue Flame. So, India, would you use leader as a word to describe Namander? No. Why do you say that?
1: Because Namander is all about, like, we should do this. I feel like we should do this idea, idea, idea. But if you're not putting any fucking like action or, or tolling the hounds, (laughs) like nobody's going to listen. Nobody's going to do anything. Nothing gets done. And that's kind of like, I feel like the boat that they're in, which is just like trailing along doing nothing. And that's Mm. why I hate them and their section,
2: you know, for the, for the sake of let me play, let me play devil's advocate okay i'm gonna say i would say namander is a leader because i think all good leaders know when the people around them are better at doing things than they are <laughs> so <laughs> namander i feel like is kind of just like constantly deferring to everybody else in the group and it's like yeah you know but i'll be the one that goes through and 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 gets stuck in the jag hut bone tower or whatever but like you know the rest of you do you, you know the rest of you take care of everything else <laughs>
1: Take a drink for every time. And Amanda said, let's kill clip. (laughs) Well, they're all alive and fucking well.
2: I think this is uh, uh, the clip stuff specifically, I think, is like a good move to like. I mean, we've seen what happens when you're like, hey, I know your deal. Like, I think uh, I think you need to wait for a moment to catch clip off guard.
3: A good leader.
0: um, What's the word? Delegates.
2: Delegates. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You guys. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's a very interesting thing. I think um Namander I don't think falls in the traditional leader archetype in this genre, you know. Like mm-hmm. he is not the quarterback of the team, which I think certainly for me sometimes then when they're like Oh, he is the eyes of a leader and you can look in and see his resolve. I'm like, who the fuck are you talking about? Namander? Is that who we're we talking about the same guy? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like in my mind, he is a guy plagued by doubts, not a guy I, who seems like he's got like some big plan. He's always executing. But I do think to touch on what AJ said, I think like I do think he has some positive attributes. Like he does listen to other people. He is like delegating responsibilities. I think these are good attributes in a leader, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mm-hmm. don't think he really falls into that archetype. And I don't know if I really believe he's a great leader from, no. for the book I read. <laughs> so I don't know. I wanted to hear what you guys thought. Yeah. I've always said great leaders
3: stay up for 50 straight hours and then <laughs> strangle their sister. <laughs> um,
0: well, that's, that's, why doing I voted. Hysterical. that's why I voted for Joe Biden. Am I right? <laughs>
2: oh, <laughs> I <Christ. laughs> um, just imagining Joe Biden awake in a completely dark room for 50 hours. <laughs> it's really funny.
0: <laughs> just w- in, in the bottom of the ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: He's that's in some, a boat.
0: Yeah, that's some nightmare shit, bro. <laughs> um,
3: I, I, now, come on. If Joey B is awake for 50 straight hours anywhere, it's on an Amtrak just going back and forth. <laughs> Between D.C. and Wilmington, Delaware, and he just waits. On the Amtrak, the silent guardian. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is some niche Delawarean East Coast humor. So, oh, All right. Ooh. Well, we did. We did
0: 10 minutes on bagels
2: earlier. Yeah, I was going to so. say. <laughs> it's true. It's true. This one's for the East Coasters.
0: Yeah. Okay. Josh, uh, there's also a bit of monk rat talk. And he's kind of touching on the Kellogg stuff and what's gonna happen with uh, Solanda. What'd you make of this scene? And uh, what do you think's gonna happen here? Well, we get
3: Spindle, and now is Spindle hair shirt, man? Yes. Yes! Oh, thank goodness. I was like really racking my brain. When the fuck did we last see this guy? A
0: long time ago
3: right it, he went he went with the people with Duiker, and then he got i don't know I, we don't need to get into I, it i think it's, it was memories of
0: Ice. yes it, he it went back long. he 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 went back with the other bridge, bridge burners to jerujistan
3: oh and then he left okay got it got it got it that makes sense why you haven't seen a while i mean look i i was very harsh on the monk rat bridge burner reveal but let me say this there there are there are many times in fantasy books that um i don't agree with any any of the decisions characters make uh but monk rat is the one of the biggest exceptions because he went i think these guys are too fucking crazy for me now and then just left he didn't stay and think no I can change them or no, I'll be the one they don't force to drink the miracle drug. Uh, and so I was like, hey, Monkrat, good on you for leaving. And then someone puts a knife in his back and he's like, all right, I guess. this And I was like, this is some solid choice making from our boy. Um, I also really like that Spindle's like, I don't give a fuck what your name is. And I was like, thank you. I did not want to. I did not want to learn. His name is like Floral two cups, you know, or whatever the <laughs> hell his name is. But you can call me Ruby, two cups. Yeah, now his he's a bridge burner. The good Roby two cups. What? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, his name would be like Thorn or some other vague yeah. noun. Uh, I thought it was fine. Uh, I'm I'm hopeful that this means something will happen here. We have a we have two bridge burners now. You know, you never know what'll happen. And one of them is wearing a shirt made of hair from his dead mom
2: grandmother.
3: Grandmother, maybe we don't need we don't need to get into it. I'm looking him up. <laughs> <laughs> oh he's the one that panicked animals let's keep going
0: so aj there's a bit of conversation here about the differences between the crippled god and the dying god and mm. um maybe what their worshipers want out of them um did this uh resonate with you
2: no i mean i mean these, these conversations are always kind of interesting um you you asked about the comparisons between the redeemer and the crippled god but there are comparisons immediately sierdomon's like oh is is uh what's he say the fall uh, 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 he he asks about you know the dying god and the crippled god um he said he asks if they're the same and uh Itkovian says uh, no although certain themes are intertwined um yeah so i think that 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 is kind of like a, a you know all of the gods kind of you know certain themes intertwine but no, I mean, this part didn't super stand out to me, really. It was it just kind of like I, I, I read it in more of just like, oh, this is another section of Seer Domin being like, is the Redeemer the actual way to go? And the Redeemer being like, I don't know, it's up to you. You know, <laughs> it, it is. It is. Uh, it is up to them. Yeah, uh, I did think it was interesting, though, uh, in the last section with uh, with Monkrat talking about Selind, uh, he says that she said no believers should arrive willing or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's a section here where Seer Daman says uh, to defend the God I have chosen not to worship, um, which I just thought was an interesting <laughs> parallel.
0: Yeah, I actually think this is this is some of the most time we spend with like kind of I don't know explicit religious talk in a way. Mm, mm. I mean, there are other religious characters, but this is very on the nose. Mm-hmm. There's also speaking uh, the high priestess speaks about the Tistiandi, and then we briefly touch in with Kalor, who is trudging towards Deruja Stan, thinking about his plans. But India, I wanted to touch in about this uh, Samar-Karsa traveler trio, and they're talking about kind of what Karsa's plan is, really. I was just curious whether you thought that if Karsa truly would destroy civilization or whether he actually would try and do something about
1: it. No, Karsa's an angel, and he would try to do something about it. Karsa's not going to destroy civilization. He just wants everybody to, like, you know... Step into their own power.
0: But if he destroyed civilization, do you think that would be for his? I don't know. Like, do you believe him in this? Like, I mean, it seems like you do.
1: I think that Karsa, I don't really know. What even does he want to do? Really?
2: He says he wants to kill. He wants to destroy civilization, which I'm not really sure exactly what that means.
1: But I think that he just means like the conventional civilization,
2: I don't know. He did warn those people that he freed in the desert was like, look, go make families and stuff. But eventually I will come and burn your shit down.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> he could have burnt it down right then and there, though. I think and he just wants people to know that he's like the he's daddy in, in some ways, you know, <laughs> he can. But will he? Mm. No, he just he's, yeah. he's he's not like that anymore. You know, he's reformed. He's a reformed bad boy. <laughs>
2: I think this doubt that you're kind of expressing expressing India is kind of like the the now crux of Karsa's character where it's like we've seen him do some terrible shit. And now, like, he hasn't lifted his sword in like against a person that he's tried to, you know, he he didn't he didn't lift a sword against the the guy in the city or whatever, you know, um.
1: he would have killed Traveler right then and there.
2: Right, exactly. That's like the old Carson would have done that stuff. So I think he's also, you know, while we're also like, I'm not really exactly sure what he would do. That seems, it seems like kind of the old Carson. I think he ex- at the same time is like, what would I do? Like, what do I really want? Like, what am I doing?
1: Mm-hmm. You know, AJ, I just wish you could live in my head and, and speak my thoughts.
2: <laughs> what? You have good thoughts. What do you
1: mean? You have such an articulate way of saying things that I like. <laughs>
0: Josh, so we've done a lot of predicting, but this is, uh, we've got, you guys have kind of guessed this a bit. We kind of touch on what this whole tattoo thing has been all about with Ditch hmm So what do you think Ditch is going to do here? Well, it's I'm
3: kind of confused because Draconis, like, gave all these bodies to Kataspala and then Kataspala, and then told him, now don't make a god, and then Kataspala did, and it's like, <laughs> at some point, I feel like this, you know, immortal D- being should have- Don't you do it. Don't do fully it. Fully yeah. once you know. I just, like- I was so confused when he showed him. He was like, oh, dang, dang, it! you made a god. And it's like, you've been here forever. Like, you should have probably picked up on that at some point. But what's going to happen now? Who? Do, I don't know, Peter. How the fuck would anyone know? I mean, is he going to unleash chaos on the real world? I don't know. Is he going to wish them all away? I don't know what a godling can do. I've seen two godlings in this book already, and one of them kicks ass, and one of them's a Kovian. I Like, you know,
0: it's a pretty broad <laughs> spectrum. All right, so there's a bit of Trigal stuff, and then we're all headed towards Derujastan. And I think it's about time we get there, too. So let's dive in to Chapter 21.
1: Let's Deruja run there.
0: Chapter 21. Cutter finally arrives at the mine and he is approached by several men. One of them is Gorless, who thinks that Cutter is here to confront him about Chalice. After exchanging some short remarks, Cutter goads him into a duel. Then from afar, the foreman watches as Cutter pushes his knife into Gorlis, killing him. Cutter talks to the foreman about whether the duel was official or not. Hutter then goes back towards the city, reflecting on what has happened to Harlow and himself. Venaz goes to confirm that Harlow and Banusk are dead and notices that Harlow is alive and chases after the boy. Chardon Lim goes to the Viticus estate and thinks about the future, what he can do with Chalice and how he can outmaneuver Gorlus. One of his guards then tells Chardon that Gorlis is dead he sends messengers to different places and plans to give Chalice the news himself. Shardon starts to wonder if this was a part of her plan, whether she had orchestrated his murder. When Hanat-Or hears about the murder, he rallies guards to go to the Phoenix Inn to find justice. Torvald-Nam waits on the roof, feeling a strange wind. Scorch and left feel it as well. Cutter heads for the ship. And inside it, he finds not a single soul, but he does find a strange lance that seems warm to the touch. And he hears the cries of hounds. The hounds of shadow draw close to the city. Lady Spite conjures a mass of magma and releases it over Lady Envy's estate. Envy escapes and both are too distracted with their own fight to hear the hounds. Scorch and Lef begin to mount an ineffective defense of the estate. Torvald on the roof is attacked and uses some of the sharpers. They become strange globes of water that defend him. Torvald escapes from danger when he sees his cousin Raliknab. They speak about their past and then we see that the mysterious lady of the estate is Vorkon. Harlow continues to run away from Venaz but Venaz catches him and although Harlow feels unloved, he doesn't want to die. Hanat Orr waits outside the inn, but a strange figure comes stumbling by. It is Gaz. Gaz kills Orr, and upon realizing he killed a noble, rushes home. Inside the Phoenix Inn, Cole and the other have one of Hanat's men, and they learn that more guards are waiting to get them. A guard rushes off to find Cole, but is warned by Krupp to beware the toll. The guard follows Gaz all the way back to his house. Gaz arrives and finds Thordi in her backyard, where she kills him upon her altar of flat stones. Then the god of death manifests in the garden. Hood leaves the house and saves the honorable guard, and then sets out into the city. We see death come for people all throughout the city. We see a soul-taken dragon land of the city. Animander Rake has arrived. Envy and Spite note his arrival. Animander Rake walks through the city towards the god of death. And as the city and the night watches, Animander Rake takes Dragnipur and cuts Hood's head clean off. And we are but half done. So, Josh, Cutter arrives at the mines and confronts Gorlis. How did you think this scene was going to go? How did you react? What did you think? I mean, I knew where it was going to go
3: immediately. I just like, look, Krupp laid it out, He, you know. Cutter or Rallach-Nam would show up, and whichever one of them showed up first would go and murder Gorlas Viticus. And it would, and if it was Cutter, it would stain his soul, which has happened. I'm slightly confused by that because Cutter has killed a lot of people, <laughs> or so it has been implied for money mostly. And so this being for revenge, I it confuses me why this one stains his soul. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I feel like if you were like Josh which would you feel better about doing kill this man for a thousand dollars or kill the man that murdered your good friend i'd be like well uh the the latter a hundred percent i would feel better about that one so that kind of confused me um i did really fucking enjoy watching Gorless die, though uh my it, it, I said that and it didn't sound good when it came out of my mouth, <laughs> but I'm going to stand in my truth. Uh, I really thought it was very fitting that Gorles is like, ha another duel, boy. Pick up the... Soul. And then, you know, Cutter yeah. just throws two daggers into his body. Um, he
2: actually, definitively, Josh, doesn't say duel because Cutter waits for him to, like, dispense with the rules of a duel and then yeah. and then daggers him.
3: <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was pretty pretty great. I do feel like... Cutter probably should have also just murdered the foreman. I get I mean I know he offered him like, "Oh, here's how you can be rich out of this," but the foreman still like immediately sent people to go tell people about it. So I don't know how much I liked that. But uh Gorlis is dead and that's pretty great. Also real quick, I got roasted in the Discord for being really hard on the Gorlis is a cuck thing, and I feel very <laughs> feel very strongly that I was wrong. I'm I'm glad he's dead. Uh he's not a cuck and uh Cutter does should not
0: ever go back to chalice <laughs> how i feel about that aj do you think he is gonna go back to chalice
2: um i don't know what this boy's gonna do honestly he has this whole bit here about like love and Absolar and scolara and stuff I i don't know part of me feels like this is just another like feather in his like I'm an edgy boy who doesn't need anybody. Cap, you know what I mean. So like, I, I don't know, man. It could go either way. I don't think he. I, I think maybe he would just go back and be like, "Hey, Gorlis is dead." But I don't. Th- and and then there's going to be some sort of like, "But we can't be together." Blah 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 blah. You know. Mm-hmm. So I guess my answer is no.
1: I'm not gonna lie. I know what happens because this is what I spoiled.
2: Oh, okay.
3: Okay. Oh. Nice. I I really actually take it back. I want Cutter to go back to chalice just so she he can be like i didn't do it for you because i feel like if he doesn't do that chalice will probably like kill herself or something extreme so i do want cutter to go back and
2: just (laughs) just relieve her conscious i now have this like really dark thought of like maybe he does say that josh and then she's like okay well i'm gonna kill you and she tries to Kill him, and then he kills her instead, and <gasps> oh, it's really, that would be really fucking rough, juicy. Uh, but we'll see. Luckily, India's I face is hidden happens. in shadow.
1: I know what <laughs> okay, happens. Okay, we
0: get it, India. How would
2: you feel if I started
0: doing that about everything? <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: AJ uh, Harlow uh, yeah. is on the run.
2: Yeah, he has been found. Well, he has been. He's being true. You know what's
1: hard to remember is that Harlow is fucking five years old.
2: Yeah, dude. <laughs> this
1: is so sad. This is a baby.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's a baby.
1: He's not really written like a baby, though.
2: I mean, he had to mature quick, you know.
1: So
0: to continue on, um, I am thrown off. I thought the last... Josh, you told me the last Shard and limb scene was not when they kind of had... Because he shows up here and... He shows up to tell her we're a thing now. Just get over it. But then
3: he intercepts the guard who's coming to or the guy from the camp to tell him about Gorlis's death. And that's when she sees him. They haven't seen each other. Uh, they didn't see each other two chapters ago. He just thought about going to see her.
2: This is where he goes to visit her and she's in her robe or whatever.
3: Yes. Yes. In sexy dress. And she, he. Yeah. She's trying to like put the moves on and he's like, your hubby's dead.
2: <laughs> and she's yeah, just just like, so, oh, just a reaction." <laughs> Covers up.
3: I actually can. I, I just want to. Don't even ask a question. I think this scene is really impressive this scene rules gotta say it this scene's really fucking good and i think what's incredible about this scene is how much i instantly went from being like shard and is not a good person to i think shard Lim is my least favorite person in the book <laughs> in like one scene because he's a piece of shit and he doesn't Know it, and I. That made me he's really a nice upset. Guy. That he's he's such a bad person who thinks he's a good person. And I didn't like put two and two together that he thought he was a good dude until this scene, specifically when chalice's reaction doesn't match what he thinks, and he gets this holier than thou like, chalice I can't believe you've done. This. And it's and he's like not putting on a show. He's really upset with her, and it's like you've been. You basically came here to rape this girl, and you're just like, it just made me so, so upset with him, and it was really well done that he did it so fast. Fuck sharded limb. Yeah, I thought he was OK earlier this book and uh, he sucks ass.
0: Yeah, Um. well, I agree. I am not a sharded limb fan, and I think you put it very well there. I think another compelling part about this scene is seeing Chalice through his eyes and then reading Chalice's reaction to everything going on. India, what was your read on Chalice here and how like where her mind was at almost?
1: It's very interesting because like she's been asking this man to be murdered for a really long time. So for her to be like all the time, (laughs) no, is like kind of weird.
0: Do you think that's like a facade she's putting on?
1: No. Yes. No. (laughs) I don't know. She's crazy. I don't know. She's 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 unpredictable. She's crazy. So I do believe that she's probably like, I don't know. You know, when you want something to happen but like when it does, you're then like, ooh, I don't know if I wanted that. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, Maybe I liked the idea of it yeah. more than I liked. it That's, a,
2: that's a great pull and 100 percent. I think it kind of goes back to the idea that we were talking about earlier in this conversation with Cutter and Chalice of like, I want my life, but with you, which is the thing that can't happen. And now that Gorless is gone, she's like realizing like, oh, fuck, if he's gone, then what does that mean for me? Like, we're, we're, what's happening with my life?
1: She definitely didn't think it through, I think. Definitely
2: not. Definitely not. Oh chalice. <laughs> oh chalice.
0: Oh, that chalice. <laughs> Up
2: to her. Drinks That's her chalice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Um, so uh there's the start of the Torvald stuff, but let's get to that later. Uh speaking of them, Cutter goes to the ship, AJ, and uh what's that on the ship? A little surprise.
2: A little surprise.
0: I just wonder if you think this uh, Lance is going to be important.
2: Uh, I don't fucking know, man. I mean, probably. Right. Like, I I know. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't don't know what you want me to say. Like, yeah, uh, there's a there's you don't. Some yeah. sort of magical lance on a boat and that appear- that looks like it's sweating? Like, it's gotta be something, right? I don't know. You don't write down that a character
3: didn't even notice that he took it with him unless it's pretty fucking <laughs> important that he didn't notice he took it with him. Right.
2: Yeah, I think... Um, You ever held a lance, Peter? They're pretty, pretty fucking heavy, buddy.
3: pretty big. I have to guess... You don't just casually take one off a boat.
2: Yeah, I- I'm assuming that somehow this lance or the the blade at least is like connected to omto's phalak or something because if it's sweating maybe it's condensation because it's so fucking cold and the regular air is not cold so it's just like condensating <laughs> i don't know man i yes this this lance is important i do think the lance is important
0: but he's on the boat and what does he hear josh bing bong Ooh. the toll the toll the toll <laughs> the hounds the toll it's happening baby the they're hounds, here they're here wolf wolf it's time we're tolling the hounds you can't say we're not josh
2: <laughs> yeah i'm excited look you can't say the to- the hounds have not are, are not tolling okay josh
0: yeah the the dogs are here there's dogs in the book all right is that okay who wait, 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 pete pete who let him out
2: i can't believe we haven't been making that joke this entire book i believe
0: we've made that joke before
2: on this podcast on this podcast oh. not about this book
0: well, it's tough. There's a lot of hounds, so. And just, so Spite comes, and she kind of whips up a little lava for her sister. The scene was confusing. Mm-hmm. What's confusing? Uh, it is a little confusing. I knew it was going to happen, I, so it didn't confuse me. Quick, can I ask a quick question?
3: This whole scene, the Torvald-Nam scene, all and the Lady Spite-Lady Envy
0: scene, all okay. in one place or different places? Um, In my mind, they're nearby. I, they're not the same place
3: okay, so in my so who was on the boat, Spite or Envy? Spite
0: Um Spite was on the boat. Okay. So Spite's on the boat.
3: In my memory, Envy was the lady of the mansion that Torvald and them were guarding. Was I wrong? Did I am I misremembering? I no, thought
0: Envy was the lady there. That was uh Josh Baker's theory, not yeah, confirmed. It was a theory. That was not oh. a. That was not a. Because but we, we uh,
3: knew Envy was. Had we seen Envy at this book, or just know, known that she was here because spite knew she was here. Part
0: of me thinks we've seen Envy, but I don't have
3: a. But... We have
2: seen her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We saw
1: Lady okay, Envy so talking
2: to Fisher. We've seen those scenes, and then there was a scene where somebody showed up and Fisher left. I can't remember who she was talking to then, but she, we um, she, we never saw her like in. The complex that the we estate. Th- yeah, we never saw her in that estate. That was just like our theory because there was Segula there, which is obviously a mislead to make us think thank you. that the lady with Segula is Lady Envy. But that is not the case. Thank
3: you so much. So OK, so I OK, thank you. I played myself.
0: But to speak to that. So we see all of this, AJ, and then we learn that the lady of the state is, in fact, Lady Vorkhan. Uh, yeah the, and it the whole this whole thing um has kind of been an elaborate scheme by her in a sense aj what do you think of vorkan's scheme
2: here i mean look she got me <laughs> i guess yeah. um yeah she said i don't want to be involved with the assassins guild and i said you know what probably right <laughs> probably true probably true man uh yeah so, so i i, I yes it was a good scheme i think the scheme was good you think it was a good scheme i mean it fucking worked yeah it worked i don't know what do you like what do you think you don't think it's a good scheme <laughs> i mean the scheme worked right like unless i, I read guess, it wrong
0: i guess my opinion is if your plan was like it feels like a pretty circuitous route it would be my official opinion
3: yeah it's not you know? like did a, she kill did she murder the entire
0: assassins guild yeah but isn't she also like oh, isn't but she but also but a but high but mage but and like she relics with her it just feels like there's uh there are a, many ways to skin a cat you know
1: <laughs> i do not like that reference
0: yeah i hate that
3: saying but pete think of the drama all right vorcan
0: lives for the drama she did do it for the drama yeah plus we saw a little bit more of her uh but just like why have just like okay so step one of my plan of getting back to the assassin's guild i'm gonna hire scorch and left and then i'm gonna try and create them you know it's like what's going on you know it's just a very it's always twisted me around
3: also is it confirmed that the two segula playing knuckles fucking died is that right isn't that what they said i think so it's crazy scorch and left survive and the two fucking segulas beef it (laughs) um well scorch and left have cool
0: names it's true. I mean, so did the Segula, if I could remember them. I actually kind of forget if they die or not. So do not quote uh,
2: me. Uh it's I was just looking. Uh asks or uh, Vorkan asks who's left of the guild. Ralex says Cruit, maybe myself. And then you're right about me and Scorch and Left and those fallen Seg- Segula over there. She doesn't care. Uh so I get Yeah, I fallen Sagula. I guess to... they died off screen.
3: <laughs> That's what I thought it was saying. Yeah, okay. Crazy. Good for um, Scorch and
2: Left. I mean, I guess if they're in her... I don't know, man. So after
0: this scene, India, uh, Venez catches up with Harlow, and um, they have a bit of a fight, and uh, Harlow
2: kills him. Oh, man, I should have brought this up before we got to this section. Fuck. What? I had something much lighter to bring up for a second. All right. Well, you want
1: to bring it up, and then, but,
2: well just the fact, the, the the fact, the fact that the thing Torvald did to Ralik was steal his childhood girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, yeah. so He's funny! Like, I'm so, so sorry, funny. and Ralik is like, we were like eight. What are you talking about? <laughs> sorry, I just wanted to bring that up.
0: <laughs> it is good. It's a good gag, um, and it's funny that it comes as like, oh, they haven't seen each other in thirty years, and it's like, oh, it's a gag that yeah. we Steve goes for comedy here.
2: You yeah, know? I mean that kind of shit does happen you know what just people not talking to each other for a while because one person thinks they did something bad and the other person is like i guess they don't want to talk to me anymore you know yeah pretty pretty relatable yeah
0: all right so before aj kind of ruined the mood well okay (laughs) india what did you kind of make of harlow here i think it's a very sad chapter so sorry very sad Mm -hmm. scene i would say why Uh, because, because he's like, uh, I'm unlovable and then murders a kid. That's why I would say.
1: I see this totally differently.
0: Okay. This is a huge W for him.
1: (laughs) Okay. He's five. Can't get, I I can't, I can't wrap my head around this, but whatever. Yeah. He's unlovable. What? That whole children are stupid (laughs) and child psychology is dumb. They are just so dumb. Like, How he thinks that this means he's unlovable beyond me. All that to say, who was the little child that helped him? Um, Very random. He should have died, but he didn't. And then he killed Venaz, and that's kind of it. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing more to it. I don't, I don't feel any certain way. I'm happy it happened. He didn't want to die and he now is ruined for life. He's been ruined for life. Mm.
3: Yeah, I think if we, anyone who thought he was going to go back to Darugistan and live a happy, normal life, it, you're kidding yourselves. He was already fucked. So, immediately fucked. And now he's just, now he's not dead. So,
0: that's a win.
1: Thank you. Like, there's really no more or less to, to say about this.
0: Then let's say no more. So, <laughs> building on this death, Hinador meets a quick death by our friend Gaz. <laughs> Gaz. And I, shout out to Gaz, I guess. Um,. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Where all the gas heads at,
0: yeah. Wow, <laughs> gotta love them. Um, all right. Uh, so then Gaz <laughs> gets home, and we kind of see, uh, kind of see what Gaz and Thority have really kind of been building up to. Josh, what happens here?
3: Well, I call this this move right here. A classic Steve Erickson whoopsie doodle, where whoopsie doodle, she's been working for the God of Death yeah. the whole time, you know? <laughs> Oops, all hood, Lord of Death and flies, you know, that's that's what happens here, and I really was not expecting that, because he was gathering those souls for the crippled God, but joke's on you, your wife uh, murders the shit out of you and uses you to summon the Lord of Hood into the physical realm, so uh, pretty fucking sick, Peter. Ten out of ten.
0: It's pretty sick. The stones are all there. Um they're all and then Gaz is kind of this sacrifice and then oh,
3: And let's not and let's not talk about the Gaz's ultimate redemption where he just murders Hanet or in the street. Hell yeah. 2 birds 130. Is
0: that redemption? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that's redemption, Josh, but Well, yeah. <laughs> so as Hood arrives, we kind of see all of these vignettes of death, did any of them stand out to you guys? That this part was really fucking good. I liked it a lot.
3: Yeah. Mhm. I don't remember any of them cuz I don't remember anything I read, but I liked them all.
0: Sure, India, did you like this kind of stylistic choice to have his arrival kind of be shown through these vignettes of death?
1: I didn't get it. But I was reading. I was not reading. I was hearing.
0: Hey, Aj, what did you make of this kind of montage of death?
2: No, nah, I mean it was fine, I guess. I don't know. No, I think it's a great illustration of you know, God of Death shows up, a bunch of people just start dying for no reason. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> or maybe maybe this is when they were gonna die anyway, but we're just seeing it because the Lord of Death is here and he's like you know taking his toll or or something. Yeah, I uh, I, I I don't know. I think I think it was good writing. I didn't really get much. Out of it, um, I think it's a little uh,
0: unclear if he is the cause or not. But I do yeah. like I do agree with what you're saying, and I think it's kind of interesting just to see people die in strange ways all the time. And it's it's not always such a you know it's a mundane thing, death, and
2: unfortunately, yeah. Um, Seba Krafar as, as India, dies.
0: As in, as as India says, you know, death comes for us all. Uh, emotions are temporary, death's permanent. I think
2: I forgot what she said earlier. <laughs> yeah, basically that.
0: But yes, uh AJ. Yeah, bl- so, so I dies.
2: guess th- this section ends with Blend killing Seba krafar which
0: is cool. I love
2: that set part. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Does actually doesn't kill him though. Stays true to his word.
2: Oh, that's true. All right, so let's get to it. So death arrives, but then Annamanda Rake arrives. Mm-hmm. huh. I wouldn't say but then I would say and also Anamander Rake yeah. and also the hounds and also <laughs> oh.
3: <laughs> like... Hey do we think Anamander Rake walked the whole way here or do you think he walked into the woods away from Enda's salon and then like 30 seconds later turned into a dragon <laughs> flew here like
0: So the to... hounds are there we kind of see <laughs> Envy and Spite we see Worry Town and Hood comes up and Anamander Rake's there and uh Anamander Rake slices <laughs> Hood's head off. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. What did you guys
3: think? I think in light of learning from Tula Shorn that the Jack Huts fought Death and that is why they were broken. I feel like and the fact that Death's armies are currently marching I, this the Hood must be needed inside of dragnapur for something like this this is all leading to something what though who fucking knows because it's it's Malisan, and it, it's all hard to kind yeah. of figure the fuck out do
2: we do we know uh, hood's ancestry i f- well he but he was implied to be jagged yeah he's got tusks coming out of his face yeah that's right? what i was okay i was making sure that i'm not misremembering that so like the result of that jaghut war on death is hood taking the throne, right? Like, oh, AJ,
3: that might be. That's really good. Um,
2: yeah, I think that's what happened. I'm very concerned. <laughs> I think hood knew what he was doing. Sorry, did I interrupt something? I was like fully distracted. No, by please, no, okay. please, nope, you're
3: good, you're good.
2: I, like hood knew what he was doing, <laughs> um, and I think his plan was to come into the physical world and then get killed by Anamander Rake so that he could get into exactly. Dragnipur to then take all of those people and add them to his army.
3: Yeah, no, you did that. You, okay, you did sort of miss, because that's what I was... But I, I, didn't, okay. I didn't make the guess that it's to add to his army. I do think he
2: came to get put into Dragnipur. Okay, yes. Sorry, I was really distracted thinking about, like, is he Jag? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But the thing is...
3: And then Anamander Rake falls. You know, they've done a ton in this book of, like, talking about the weight he carries. And I guess this is our final confirmation that it's like literally like this sword is dragging him down Mm. all the time. And he is just like the strongest more, you know, the strongest person on earth because he's not constantly falling to the ground with its weight. And he finally does. I thought that was very nice. Waiting for someone to sneak up
0: and try and murder him now, though. But you see, the thing is, the night. Oh, yeah. Only halfway done.
2: It is about halfway done. (gasps)
0: Ba-ba. Which brings me to uh, my final question here: What is going to happen in the second half of the night? Oh, that's that's our question. India, what do you think? There's lots of leads ins We see a lot of stuff in Darujistan. We see stuff out in Black Coral as well. How does this night end?
1: This night ends with Anamander Rake getting killed by the person that's going to kill him, whose name I forgot. What is the guy?
2: End of Salon? He had
1: the whole Judas and Jesus mo- moment with?
2: Yeah, end of Salon.
1: That's what's going to happen. Um, that's it. Hmm.
3: My guess is Cutter is, Cutter will go to Chalice, and it's in, oh, God, maybe Cutter kills Andamander Rake or something crazy, though, with that spear. Cutter does <laughs> something dumb. That's my guess. Cutter <laughs> does something dumb and
2: regrettable aj i don't want you to ask me there's so much shit <laughs> happening i there's I, a
0: lot of stuff
2: uh yeah uh, yeah yeah i just like i think that the kids are going to arrive at darujistan we didn't even fucking talk about this
3: strange boy who showed up
1: i said that to
3: save harlow no India. Yeah, india, india talked that? about it Oh my god, sorry, I missed that. Yeah, okay, sorry. Well, I, I everyone no,
1: because nobody said anything. I said, who the oh, fuck okay. is that? Yeah, it's just some no, boy. Yeah,
3: I'm sorry, India. I'm so, we gotta fucking know. You're right, AJ. They're gonna walk back into town and he's gonna do some shit.
2: Yeah, and I mean, there's also the dev odd and on toll of it all. Um, Like, what's he doing now that he's escaped from the mines? Like, oh, you're right. There's so much shit that is unresolved. Yeah, and, and man i God. feel like i do feel like though of, of all the things i feel like the Devanat toll stuff is this is stuff that could be like this happened and now it gets it's in like one of the the novels of the Zan empire or something like it's not something we see oh, in these sh- books um like the stuff with fucking what's his name from from Shaikh's army you know he, he disappeared yeah, after Igatan y- 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 and then we you know he's he's in a different book anyway i don't know dude so much shit's happening i think the kids are going to show up i think clip is going to try and do something i think namander is going to wind up sacrificing his life to save anamander rake but i think he's going to fuck it up somehow and like break dragnapur in half which is then going to like turn darujistan into like a pile of dust I, I i don't know i really have no fucking idea
0: well i guess we will have to see next time when we wrap up told the hounds here um thank you for listening everybody uh Let us know what you think of the show at 10 Very Big Books on Gmail and Twitter. And um, excited to talk next week. I say come, you say passion. Come. Passion. Passion.
2: Hello, everybody. Producer AJ here preparing for a new Dungeons and Dragons campaign tonight. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you'd like to give us your thoughts or feelings about this or any of our episodes, you can always email us 10verybigbooks at gmail.com. Tweet us at 10verybigbooks, or you can head on over to our discord slash VBBdiscord. That's capital V, capital B, capital B, capital D. Discord. that link will also be in the show notes. Thank you to all of our wonderful patrons over on Patreon. If you'd like to financially support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash 10verybigbooks. Big books. That link is also in the show notes. And as always, thank you so very much to Dan Gesrick for making our spectacular cover art. You can follow him on Twitter at A underscore W underscore Dan G for the hottest Padres takes. And of course, the wonderful music in today's episode, including the remixed intro and outro track is by the one, the only Amaranthon from his album Simulant Rain, which you can find along with his other music on bandcamp.com. Links to their pages will be in the show notes and 10 Very Big Books will be back in two weeks on august 19th talking about chapters 22 23 24 and the epilogue of toll the hounds we'll talk to you then and thank you so much for listening
1: did you say godling
3: yeah like a baby a fresh baby god did you make that (laughs) up nope they call it that yeah i didn't see that
0: a little mm-hmm. fresh, a little fresh baby, well, fresh little Andy, baby god right Andy, out the
3: womb. And shut up, it's a joke, Andy. That's because you listen to the audiobook. You can't see anything.
2: Hey, <laughs> shut up, it's a joke. <laughs> Peter, shut up! I got a joke to get. To. I'm making a fucking joke. <laughs> exactly. Fuck off, Pete. That's how. That's my teaching
3: style too. When I have a when I have a joke in my head, I will tell a kid to just shut up immediately, so I can not get that joke now.
0: Out. Yeah, I love that. Um.